And obviously, I was also thinking of, you know, I'm a father. I've got a kid who's six months now. And, you know, how can I protect him and my wife as well? You know, how can I protect her? So all those things I was thinking. And obviously, I hadn't seen other family members for such a long time. Welcome to the Silent Elephant Project podcast, where we have conversations with everyday people living with life-limiting health conditions. We are not claiming to be specialists, but we are offering a therapeutic space to build dialogue around marginalized health themes, giving you the opportunity to listen in. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you listen to this podcast. My name is Babs. And today, Kondwani and myself will be looking at part two of our COVID vaccines. To give you guys an understanding, um, Kondwani has had the Pfizer and I've had the AstraZeneca and we have both been doubly jabbed. So we've been fully jabbed and this podcast will investigate and explore our experiences through the second round of vaccinations and just how we felt after it and just giving you guys an insight into what it is that you will feel after your vaccination everybody is different so um do listen up um if you have skepticism about the vaccinations we do encourage that you listen up and look forward for you to hear our stories so without further ado let's get straight to the interview Good morning, everybody. It's Babs and Kundwani here once again. This Yo. is the second part of the COVID vaccine. The previous episode, we talked about it. So this is basically the continuation to that. Yes, it is. It's basically us going back and looking at our experiences because we are double jabbed. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and for me personally, I think um, the whole ordeal of the vaccinations has been one to remember for a lifetime. And so we want to basically go into that. And so my first thing would be to look at the statistics that show the vaccinations in the UK. So in the UK, off the back of today, which is the 22nd of July, when we're recording on this podcast, the doses that have been given are 82.6 million. That's in the United Kingdom. And then fully vaccinated are 36.2 million, which means 54.4% of the total population in the United Kingdom have been vaccinated. Kanwani, what do you think about that? Well, that's impressive, I have to say. Um, I think if I'm correct, or rather, if I was to guess, this is one of the highest numbers uh, globally. But to see the UK with so many people vaccinated is really, really impressive. And yeah, and obviously now, as we know, it's now being targeted for younger people. So really, this number is only going to go up in terms of people being fully vaccinated. Honestly, I do agree with that. I think it's a very good, good statistic that shows you half of the population of the United Kingdom. I mean, even in England, it's 54.2%, which is 30.3 million. Mm. (laughs) I don't know my figures (laughs) have been fully vaccinated. And uh, when you compare to global, you know, worldwide figures as well, the doses, it's showing 3.73 billion and fully vaccinated 1.03 billion. Uh, So roughly population, percentage of population fully vaccinated is 13.2%. So globally, that's the number and the UK alone is really, really high. So (laughs) 
there's been wow. yeah big improvements here no definitely definitely i think i was speaking to my dad over the weekend um and he was talking about the amount of people that have been vaccinated in nigeria hmm. and it's probably not even up to about two percent yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> um well guess what that's doing better than zambia because last last time i heard i think is zambia it's about one percent oh wow. um and obviously a lot of people again um they're not keen on getting mm, it and yeah and then of added to that it's also difficult to just have access to the vaccine itself so it's very very interesting and really so about looking ahead and see how things play out from here onwards but yeah it's good to see in the uk the numbers are really high and i myself as you bubs um we're both fully vaccinated we've had our second jobs yep 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 um and we'll be talking about that shortly um but before we go to that um something massive happened on the 19th which is quite controversial for a lot of people <laughs> the 19th of this month um boris johnson announced that face coverings and masks are not a legal requirement anymore um, what do we think <laughs> i know what you mean and uh, it's called freedom day um yeah. yes it's i think it was one of those things because initially it was meant to be announced i think sometime in june and then it was pushed to july and it's an interesting one because obviously i'm glad i'm double vaccinated now but more than anything else the fact that things have pretty much opened up and you know, even watching sports on yeah. TV now, it's been yeah. very interesting to see the large crowds. Um, obviously, now people are going clubbing. So the large crowds was before uh, Freedom Day, which is the nineteenth, when things opened up yeah. a bit more. Um, but yeah, so it's it's an interesting one, and I think it's all it's all about waiting to see what happens next. In a sense, yeah, it's a time game. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I think I'm still taking extra caution in that I do wear my mask now and then. Yeah, I've kind of relaxed because. With this heat wave at the moment, oh and yeah, it's been difficult to breathe for me because I'm asthmatic as well. So that's been a wow. bit of you know catch twenty two. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nah, I think I definitely I definitely um agree with that. I think it's time that would tell you know what the implications are. Um, I mean, fair play. Um, just to make it known that you know they did still say you still have to be cautious. Yep. Um, it's not it's not a case of just because it's not a legal requirement, you still need to be cautious when you go out. When you go into the shops, you still need to be uh, mindful of those people who are around you. And I think it's very important that we we state that. And obviously, I'm taking this opportunity to state that to the public, which is, yes, fair play. It's It's been, you know, it's been, it's, it's no more legal requirement. But, mm -hmm. you know, I always say COVID hasn't left yet. You know, no. it's not, it's not left the building. And so we still need to make sure that we are cautious. We are still doing our, um, you know, washing of hands you know, covering faces, um, keeping your distance as best as you can. And, you know, um, but obviously we know that's not going to happen in the clubs. So um, <laughs> it's that is just, you know, Russian roulette, shooting dices, um, seeing how it works. But, you know, only time will tell. I don't have any sort of like complete polarization on either side to mm. say I'm, I'm for that or I'm against it. I think time will tell. And I think it yeah. just gives people that sort of sense of, they call it freedom isn't it <laughs> sense of freedom so yeah. i feel like yeah i guess people wanted that and um it almost kind of marks psychologically marks a day whereby people feel like everything's coming back to normal that, you know what you're right yeah you're right and just touching on the fact that you know being cautious and just continuing with good practice in a sense with regards to their covid if you have to really think about it we still have the delta variant which is worse than the previous version so yeah. again that's another you know 
uh, thing to really, really think about because this one is a stronger strain. That's what they're saying. And yeah. you can see the rates as well in, in that. So yeah, definitely being cautious and just playing your part to still, yeah, being, as you put it, mindful in yes. a sense. Yeah, still mindful, still mindful. Okay, so the real reason why we're here is basically to discuss our second job experience and just reflections on that and just giving some, you know, so like tips and what we believe um, people should do going forward, especially those who are still skeptical about the jobs yeah. and whatnot. Um, so just to make it clear for everybody who's listening to this podcast, Kundwani and myself are fully vaccinated. We've both had two different brands yes, okay yes. i've had the astrazeneca kundani's had the pfizer pfizer it is yes yep and we are both here living <laughs> <laughs> we're both alive we're good yeah. but we definitely did have two different stories in terms of probably like um the um, side effects and stuff like that and it, it, just to give you guys a context if you're listening to silent from project podcast for the first time um kundani um lives with emmy yes i've got emmy uh which is also known as cfs Basically, the full name is myalgic encephalomyelitis. I always struggle to pronounce <laughs> it, but hopefully I got it right. Or chronic fatigue syndrome. And this is just, it's, it's a chronic illness. It's life-limiting and there's no cure, but people do get better and some don't. But more than anything else, it's just the fact that day to day, my life is very much limited and every day is different. So, you know, I'm very in a state of constant fatigue, weak pain both muscular and joint pain brain fog is a big one so those are the major symptoms really i'm mentioning that affect me personally and um yeah so today it's great i've been able to come through to the studio and record this podcast and I just have the conversation reflecting on the vaccine and the current world of the with the pandemic in mm -hmm. itself mm -hmm. um so yeah that's that's my limitation so there was a lot for me as well to think about with mm. regards to the vaccine um because even with the symptoms in itself the whole the side effects i was hit pretty hard and similar news as well it was for the people in the community, those who, who, who suffer from the illness itself. Uh, but more than anything else, I was glad to fully recover from the setback in the mm. sense. So f for most people, I think for you, it took maybe is it two, three days when you felt really down. Yeah. That was for the first job. First job, yeah. For me, it took me about a week, almost 10 days stretching it. Um, whereas for the second job, uh, it took me about maybe five days or so a week to fully recover. Um, but yeah, so those are the kind of things, but it's because of, again, the nature of the illness that I've got that that's why I had a big knock, but more than anything else, I was able to still recover and yeah, smile. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I mean, obviously your name means happy, isn't it? <laughs> that's right. That's what Kondwani means. Be happy. <laughs> Be happy, you know? So let's say leading to the second vaccination, what, what did you receive? Did you just receive another text? How did it work? Yes. I received a text. And this time they didn't give me the options to pick the date. So Ooh. it was set and they said, this is the date. Um, this is the time. If you, if you're going to change, yeah, we, we do not promise you, you know, that there'll be an appointment anytime soon. Well, I've got all the time in the world for me, for me, this was priority. So I made sure I attended the, the, the appointment. So that was my process and some as before worked there straight to the point and just nice and quick, really. Did you in the same location? Same location, same place. And do you know what was different this time around? When I was working out, they were giving out the COVID tests kit for free. Mm. So I took two for myself. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was new. And it got me thinking as well, just being, you know, um, being mindful and just wanting to be intentional about, you know, checking if I've got COVID or not, maybe when I'm developing certain symptoms. And I remember 
experiencing that as well at some point but i'm sure we can touch on that later yeah and yeah just to give you guys an insight as well we are based in manchester so um this is coming from uh, an experience in manchester and it's funny like your experience was different to mine you know hmm. i actually got a text similar to the first one okay. whereby i had to pick what date oh that's cool so that's kind of an interesting <laughs> one so i had to pick what date um i didn't use the same location really so i did it at happer hay in, in the um the asda car park so i actually went to a different had a different experience as opposed to when i went to interesting um, how was that it was different it was completely different so like when i went into the um the car park so obviously i booked it uh, online then went to the car park the reason why i actually booked that location is because it's close to my house i went into the car park you wait in the car park it's actually in a container so it's like a mobile oh mobile, um, so it's not it's not actually your location that's it's just cool <laughs> a mobile thing so people are just waiting outside so it's actually everything's happening outside i asked them the question i actually asked them, i said so what happens if it starts raining yeah because we're in manchester <laughs> we're in manchester and they just you know they were like wait in the rain and that's what that was one of the things they said and i was like that is just interesting yeah. and i i did have share respect for those people who were going about doing it mm. um so when i obviously waited in the queue there were two queues so there were people so it was like a drop-in center so mm. but those who have appointments were priority okay so there were two lines two queues um so you had one queue where people who were just coming in who just wanted to have the vaccination and then the second one was basically for those who got an appointment so i had an appointment and um, appointments were priority and stuff and so you just go in these queues and then when you get in there i wouldn't say i had the most the warmest reception <laughs> from the person <laughs> right. who gave you the vaccination um but i understand it's been a long day they've yeah. been giving out the vaccinations and then eventually had my vaccination had my astrazeneca vaccination and then we had to go around and obviously wait because you're gonna go you know gotta go away and stuff but it was a drop-in center and i think i intentionally wanted to see what a drop-in center was like because obviously going to a to, to an actual facility which is a gp or a clinic you have that all the facilities are there everybody mm. knows why they're there so there's kind of a certain mindset um, but oh, for yeah. a drop-in center, they're, they're dealing with a lot of different questions, probably people coming there who are skeptical, trying to find out more. So it was more of a, it felt a little bit not too warm. I said not warm feeling, mm. but it, 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 it was almost more functional than anything yeah. else. Because I think even the idea of the drop-in, you know, and the fact that the location was at Asda and in the car park, yeah. that's pretty like almost giving that flexibility. Yeah. It's almost like they're coming to you. Because yeah. if you think about it, if you're thinking of going to shop, or getting your groceries or anything you just quickly go there get it done and then you, you go about your business yeah in the sense yeah that's very interesting yeah and i think yeah i think i think it's about knowing what to expect so i expected yeah. that in a very weird way i expected it because it's a dropping center it's just like fast food when you're going for fast food especially a drive-through fast food you're mm. not expecting the the highest level but you're just expecting to get the food and go yeah true. you know and that was what it was it felt like <laughs> almost <laughs> felt like getting fast food you know you're just trying to get the vaccination and go um it's not like when you go to a restaurant when you sit down and and and, and you get it so i think expectations is important um when you're going to drop drop in center anyways but there's nothing nothing to knock it away that you know the vaccination everything went well the whole process was well everything mm. went well For you, Kudwani, yep. after you had your second vaccination, how did you feel right after that? And then how, you know, the days after that? Um, definitely my arm was sore, so it did hurt. Classic, really. And, and I still gave him the same hand, which is my left, <laughs> my left arm. But I think the second one was interesting because I felt a bit more of an effect, but for a shorter period of time. Okay. 
uh, which was strange, but more than anything else, I, I didn't really think too much into it. Um, I just made sure I was home resting. I think you remember we, we talked about it during that time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, after that, I just, psychologically for me, it was a big relief because I knew I had done what was needed to kind of minimize the risk of, you know, the impact of COVID if I had it. And obviously I was also thinking of, you know, I'm a father, I've got a kid who's six months now. And, you know, how can I protect him and my wife as well? You know, how can I protect her? So all those things I was thinking. And obviously I hadn't seen other family members for such a long time. So I was also thinking if we ever had a time where we're going to meet up, then I might as well make sure, um, you know, I've got, I've, I've got my vaccination done. And more than anything else, give myself an opportunity again. You know, I have an underlying health condition. So that was a big plus for me to get my vaccine done. So the effects wise, it was slightly stronger but short period of time so that was okay i quickly forgot about it but yeah after that really i've never even thought twice about it if if they said that you need to take a third one i mean i'll happily go becoming <laughs> <laughs> a jab addict or <laughs> <laughs> well, you know protecting myself protecting others around me because there is talk, talks about a third one you know i'm, I'm not i'm not spending rumors but I, I feel like some you know people are saying you know potentially because i know people who have gotten two jabs and still yeah. had the covid Yes. virus yes. there might be a third job like a top up every year or something like that yeah i think yeah i think every i think because they know that covid is here to not here to stay but it, it used to be around it will be around yeah, yeah you know on. so they're trying to make sure it's a yearly thing just like the flu vaccines you know something yeah. we've all been used to but obviously this is covid and you know it's been a bit like it's so new why are we doing all these things that's why there's so many questions it being an every year thing sounds really really good idea because again winter is coming through and we know a lot of things happen in winter because there's so much health pressures mm. going on and the yeah. NHS gets under so much strain in the winter time. Yeah. So there's so many measures they have to think about to put in place, yeah. not just to save people's lives, but also to minimize pressure on the NHS. Because if they're just treating COVID-related issues, then there's other issues that have nothing to do with COVID, you yeah. know, and that's a whole different strain on the service and the people were impacted in that. But yeah, how I don't know. How about for you? How was it? So like for me... Like, I, I learned biology so quickly. <laughs> I um, like that. When I say that is because the aim of a vaccination is to boost your immune system. Yes. So it means your immune system goes and fights it quicker. So when I had the second vaccination, so the first vaccination, it took me until like the second day to start to feel the side effects of this, you know, because of the fact that, you know, it took a while for it to identify there's something alien in my system and yeah. it wants to fight it out. Um, but right on that night, so the night of the vaccination, I started to feel the side effects straight away. So it meant my immune system identified this thing quicker and fought it. And for me, that's the... I wanted to just clear that out for everybody. That's what a vaccination does. Hmm. It makes your immune system fight it quicker. And um, it fought it quicker. Um, the side effects lasted for you know a short period of time. And then it went. So, like, you know, it was actually probably, like, say it was three days last time. It was almost like a day and a half. And then after that, I started to feel a little bit better. And then I came back normal, came back, you know, normal. But then also had, you know, had the flu here and there sometimes. Just, you know, fall back. I think, you know, when your immune system is fighting, can be quite weak for a while. But it, for me, that just that one thing that happened when it fought it quicker stood out for me apart, apart from anything else. It just mm -hmm. made me understand the value of a vaccination and this is why we are so like you know we're probably here you know as probably will you would see now explicitly championing it because in a sense yeah. it does make your immune system stronger 
Yeah, and, and it definitely makes a whole difference, not just to an individual, but to even those around you. And in the process, I guess, that's why you have days where, you know, like, like how when the 19th it was announced that things are going to be pretty much relaxed. It's because everybody wants to get back to normal. But yeah. obviously, we now have a new normal. That's and, you right. know, and the economy has to keep going. People still need to work. We all need to still interact. Because, again, as, as a human species, we always need that interaction. Yeah. So it's all about that community, togetherness. And, yeah, it's, there's always been crisis before, pandemic-wise, in terms of health crisis. And this is not the last one. Yeah. But it's just nice to see even the technology improving Good. for us to have the vaccine this quickly. Because I think... if from the documentary I was watching on Netflix, I think that's, they're calling this a third generation of um, vaccines because oh. yeah, because of the different techniques they're now using and the technology. That's why it's been so quick. Now, obviously, there was already research being done before we've had this vaccine done. Yeah. And that's why it was able to be produced in the first place because there's already technology that was being researched and other things being produced. And obviously, going beyond COVID, the technology behind the vaccine for COVID is also going to be used for other illnesses as well, which mm. is really, really good for everybody yeah. in the process. But that's a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. So before we go to the last question, when we're asking what is our actual advice or, you know, from us, we are not specialists, no, so, not. but what is our advice in terms of people who are still skeptical about the vaccinations? I want us to talk about, because I see, I see the Olympics are up on your screen. So, <laughs> yes, what, <I'll> <laughs> what is our view on the Olympics? What do we think about the fact that you know, there's nobody in the stands, really? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Um, initially, when um, it was announced that Tokyo Olympics, they won't have fans at all. Because at first, they say they won't have fans coming from outside Japan. Yeah. And then... They changed the rules after that. They said nobody, even even people in Japan, cannot go and attend um, the events. I was a bit like, right, it's to be empty stadiums. What's the point? But then I had to think beyond that. Mm. You know, there's a health crisis. And so they're doing as best they can to put all these health measures in place so that the event can still go ahead. Because remember, this was delayed. Mm. We're calling it Tokyo 2020, but we're in 2021 right now. Yeah, yeah. So this was delayed. Um, so And the athletes have been training in special circumstances. So this, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how athletes perform because yes. the impact has been different. The training has been different. And obviously right now they're in all these bubbles and, you know, the way that they're, they're doing it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I know football, women's football has already started. So I've been watching that. So that's already been exciting. And guess what? You don't even realize there's no fans because you're just, yeah. Just enjoying the, just watching enjoying, the sport. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, I think performances will be impacted. Whether it's going to be better or worse, we don't know. Mm -hmm. um, it, it could be the case whereby a lot of world records have been broken or no world records have been broken. Because, mm. and, and I think personally feel it will be the latter because I know the adrenaline from the crowd and everything does add to yeah, your performance it does. It does. but I'm willing to be proven wrong in, in that sense but I think performance is one of the things that I would I would say would be impacted um, I do feel like it probably was a controversial call but a mm -hmm. safe call for the country true and and it's funny because obviously people would say and, and I know that might be a little bit you know controversial for me to say but i feel like it's a safe call for the country and they made probably the the best call they could make at this point in time yeah um, and but i'm happy they did not stop it from going on yeah no, you know you're right because um, even the fact that last weekend i was watching f1 and at silverstone and it was yeah. packed 
and it just got me thinking to why even events like the Olympics are still going on. Though the Olympics there is there won't be fans, yeah. but it's like every other country, is, uh, you know, and a few other countries they've been hosting events, yeah. and there's been crowds going. But it's great to see as well they're also pushing for vaccination, all these things. But again, I think it's also that pressure of wanting to just get back to the new normal yeah i'm calling it you know everybody's fatigued yes um and that's why even health professionals and even those people around just just like ourselves we're just encouraging others to just give it a shot <laughs> give it a shot yeah. yeah get your two shots of the vaccine if you can and just inquire more as well just find out more but yeah yeah no, I, be, I believe that. So, like, yeah, for me, this is the last question. Just basically, what's our explicit advice? So, I would say my advice is is to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's nothing else I can say to you as a listener who is still skeptical about the vaccination. Is that it's important that you get it because it's also a generational investment. Not only a generational investment in terms of not money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about you as an individual investing in the generations to come, which is eradicating it by you being immunized from it because it, it's it's what generations before have done to bring us to this point whereby we see that um, polio does not exist almost in the western world how you have these different um, you know yellow fever tuberculosis all these different things measles, that yeah. measles you know um so these are things that are were invested by previous generations that's why we don't suffer from them this year i mean, in this generation so it's for the next generations and your children to come not to suffer from this as well and also just to protect your family protect your, you know people around you the elderly people around you so for me um the first time i had a vaccination i had to say let's see how it goes but we've both been doubly jabbed <laughs> and then we are doubly confident that yes we are you know we, we feel we feel better we're helping our other people around us protecting other people around us and I would say get it, but obviously at the end of the day, the choice is still yours. Yeah, absolutely. And and adding to that as well, for me, it's definitely get it. And just ask questions if you're not sure. Just speak to somebody, you know, inquire more. And just But at the end of the day, the decision rests with you. And it's all right to go ahead and still get it done. Um, and I know right now the focus is on young people because that's where the vaccination is happening. And the uptake is slowly improving, which is great to see as well, you know, in, in young people. So, yeah, even those, that group of the population, they're now, the uptake is improving. And I know when they announced as well, the government, I'm guessing it's part of the incentive that if you want to go uh, to any other events or clubbing in the future, you have to make sure you get your two vaccinations done. So that'll be interesting to see in the next coming months. So yeah, reflecting on our conversation and the fact that we've had our both vaccinations done, really, um, it's just the matter of you as an individual as well to think about it and see how you can take things forward in a sense and hopefully you get yourself vaccinated as well. We are human beings and we are all about relationships and interactions and so thinking about yourself and those around you is very, very important for the success of the community as well. In addition to that, it's also keen as well to think of how, as the countries open up, what it all means. And so, again, keeping in mind and just having good practice, taking all those cautions where you, whenever you can, wearing a mask when you can, and washing your hands as well. Just different things to think about that were happening before. Because as we know right now, as we're speaking, uh, the Delta variant is still out there. And hopefully, with the progress of 
uh, vaccinations programs and improvements in health and due diligence in a sense we can all be in a better place this time next year so hopefully we all enjoy the olympics as that's the big events happening right now and so if you want to find out more about the silent elephant project podcast please do keep in touch with us find us on all social media platforms at fresherbcic or simply visit our website freshabby.com.